in case you missed it on Newsbreak. A very warm welcome to you, coming to you live today from the Western Cape in Cape Town. We're in Rylands today at the Siva Aliyam Temple Hall for another edition of the Newsbreak Election Debate Roadshow. And I can tell you what, the energy here is quite electrifying. A short while ago before the broadcast could start, we saw a lot of supporters um, vociferously chanting and cheering as to why they believe they are eager to make their mark for the May the 8th election. So that forms the backdrop for what we're here in Cape Town to do. We have assembled a panel of political experts here today alongside supporters and community members here in Rylands in Cape Town. And we are going to be discussing Western Cape issues, issues very close to your heart, issues that uh, give you sleepless nights sometimes. And we want to put them all forward to these politicians who are likely gearing up to secure your vote for the May the 8th election. Have they earned it? Do you think it's enough to, um, to, to get you to go out to the, to the polls and, and make your mark? Well, it's time for you, Rylands, in the Western Cape and Cape Town now to talk to us about that. So, yes, I'm Tariya Shari Prashad. We are broadcasting live today. The Newsbreak team is out in full force for the election debate roadshow. Remember, um, you can come through here to the uh, Siva Alim Temple Hall, that's 41 Ruth Road in Rylands, to um, give your vote a voice, exercise your right to democracy. 25 years now, it's yours and it's yours to grow. So you can come through to talk to us about this. So let's begin our conversation today and not waste too much of time because I know there's going to be a lot of questions in a short while. So um, you guys know the format for now uh, in terms of how we structure our debates. I'm going to introduce our political party representatives now. They each have 60 seconds to state their interim case and from there we take it forward. And let's say hello, let's welcome Faiz Jacobs. He's the Provincial Secretary for the ANC in the Western Cape. Mr. Jacobs, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you, uh, Tanish and uh, Vanikam, and namaste to all the um, Radio Lotus uh, listeners. We appreciate your time. Well, your 60 seconds start now. As the African National Congress, we are broad people's movement. Uh, our commitment is still to build a non-racial, non-sexist, prosperous South Africa. I think we are the movement that has 25 years of experience in governance. Uh, we have the capacity and shown our ability to self-correct and to deal with the mistakes that we've made. Under the new leadership of President Ramaphosa, we have a bold plan to build a inclusive South Africa, uh, South Africa that uh, builds and creates decent jobs, uh, invest in the economy so that we can grow the economy. We have an industrial plan to support local uh, creation of jobs, especially for young people. We're talking about innovation uh, for the data revolution. We also have the need to it broadened up our ownership of the economy, radical land reform, uh, cooperatives and so small business um, opportunities, and diversify the, tra the financial sector. We'll have to leave it there with you. Thank you very much for your contribution there, Mr. Jacobs. Let's move on now, and we will welcome to our panel now, Bongin Kosi Madikizela. He's the DA Provincial Leader. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Good uh, day, and good uh, day to the... Uh, let us read the listeners. Um, look, as the Democratic... Well, one second, sir. I'll, I'll count you down to when you can begin. Your time starts now. Look, this election, I mean, 
more importantly to the people of South Africa is not about where we come from, but it's about where we're going. It's more about our future. And if you look at the state of South Africa currently, um, voters need to, put, to take a bold decision whether they want to continue in the current situation or they want to change in South Africa in general. And if you look at what we've managed to achieve in the Western Cape as a DA, uh, we've created more than 508,000 jobs since 2009. Um, life expectancy has improved under the Democratic Alliance. Um, if you look at our track record on land reform, we have 72% success rate compared to 99% failure rate nationally. And these are things that uh, we as a democratic alliance have managed to achieve over the, over the last 10 years. And that is why it's going to be very, very important that from now going forward, people must understand that the choice is between the future or the past. Thank you very much for your time just ahead of your 60 seconds there. So now we go to a party. I think it's, uh, it's going to you know, enter its inaugural election race now. And that is good. And we are joined here by the Western Cape Coordinator for Good, Suzette Little. Ma'am, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much, and namaste to all the listeners um, on the show. And um, it most certainly is a pleasure to state our case. Yeah, so here's your 60 seconds. It starts now. Thank you so much. Good is a movement that was started simply to disrupt politics as we know it. Because we are and have been in politics for a long time and have realized that the promises and all of the things that have been made by politicians just doesn't work. We have seen the blackouts, we have seen the corruption, we have seen the many promises made for every five years, but very little delivery that has been seen on the ground. We have also come to fix those things, such as education, because without the proper education, we most certainly do not qualify for a good job. And so we come to look at land reform and how are we going to be doing that. The successes of the city previously is partly accredited to the previous mayor who is Patricia DeLille. The accredited, the jobs created is also accredited to her. And so we have a record of successes. We have a leader that has a record that what she tells you she's going to do, she does even at the cost of our own job. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Ms. Uh, Ms. Little. Your time is up there. So representing today the Al Jamaa Party, we have Mr. Isak Diyakha. So thanks for your time. Thanks for coming through. Uh, thanks very much for you for inviting us. And mm -hmm. uh, good day to you. Salaamu Alaikum to our listeners. And your 60 seconds start now. Okay, we are all Jamaa Party. Um, we're based on Islamic values, um, but we are there for all faiths, inshallah. So um, we are there to oppose whatever other parties have been putting in, um, load shedding, all this water shedding, and all these areas. So we actually we're there to oppose all these things and, and, and correct whatever we can correct on that, inshallah. Hmm. Okay, ahead of your 60 seconds, so thanks so much, Mr. Diakha. So there you go. This is what the political parties that we've assembled here are putting forward um, for the election. This is why they'd like you to vote for them. Are you convinced? Do you think it's enough? Does it speak to your day-to-day -day issues and your day-to-day -day struggles? Well, we're going to dissect all of that and try and understand exactly where this is likely to go. But to help us keep it all in check now and to um, maintain this uh, level of moderation, we are very happy to be joined. I think for the first time on Lotus FM. So we'd love to welcome you, Dr. Vinodhan Naidu. He's from the University of um, Cape Town. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Teresh. And I think you've heard it, what you know, the, part, the, the political parties are putting forward. Um, I think 
In the context of where Cape Town finds itself, though, of course, you know, there's been that, um, that struggle because this is the only fully-fledged, you know, um, one could say, um, province that belongs to the control of the, official op the national op official opposition, and that's the DA. Of course, the ANC in the Western Cape trying to regain that power. Um, and then I think in this 2019 version of it, you have the emergence of the Patricia de Lille party, good, which was, you know, come from that very, um, that very DA consolidated force. So it's almost like a split in little rivulets of power here. So your understanding of, of what these political parties have to face here in the Western Cape? I think the, uh, the sort of elephant in the room, if you will, is, is public trust. I, yeah. I think it's, it's, everybody would agree that the whole state capture story something that dominates um, this particular election and the erosion, the significant erosion of public trust uh, between parties at all levels um, and, and voters. Um, and that then speaks to um, interventions that parties are going to make. And, and I'd like to see parties make uh, uh, say more in concrete terms about how to rebuild that trust. Um, and this could be areas such as anti-corruption, uh, could be areas such as appointments. How, do, how, how, how a party can ensure that uh, 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 individuals uh, uh, that are capable and that are uh, less likely to be uh, manipulated and, and, and corrupted yeah. um, run our institutions. Um, uh, I think secondly, uh, you know, to what extent are parties going to create space for meaningful public involvement? Yeah. Um, because I think the, 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 the act of voting itself, and there's a great deal of resources that go into it, but what happens in between elections? And yeah. to what extent do people feel that in between the, these five years in which they have a say, uh, there are forums which uh, allow them to make yeah. meaningful contributions to... To, to governance. You know, with the Western Cape itself, um, and there's so many polls out there, and I'm sure the Democratic Alliance themselves would be quite happy to, to cite out these polls about um, Cape Town being such a successful city, living standards being so high, um, you know, a lot of ticks is in the box, but when, you know, I walk through the islands and I speak to people and they say, I actually feel neglected. I feel that the city center may look wonderful and there's various, various infrastructure development there. But for me here in Rylands, nobody actually cares. It takes me longer to get something out of provincial government than it would take uh, somebody in the affluent suburb. So from that point of view, when you look at the allocation, the distribution of you know, resources for all, um, your assumption of that heading into polls, specifically in that Western Cape context? Well, there, is, there, there appears to be, I think when you look at the Western Cape, sort of du dual narratives. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, uh, sort of the aggregate picture, um, and, and certainly uh, the, the message uh, given out by the DA um, is, is it's a good story yeah. relative to other provinces. Um, and they'll give you, you know, the, the sort of aggregate metrics around employment, infrastructure spend, uh, percentage of budget allocated to the poor. Uh, but, you know, the other narrative is, is, is the thing you hear every day yeah. when you listen, you know, you just need to listen to talk radio about yeah. um, train delays, yeah. about uh, uh, you know, lack of trust and confidence in public transport, um, kids trying to get to school without being shot, gangsterism, yeah. drugs, mm. um, housing. Yeah. You know, how, how do we, we re-envision re a city like Cape Town, which, is, which is, remains sort of segregated? How, you know, how, do, you, how do we get, get over the challenge yeah. of, of creating 
the, the stock of public housing that we need, uh, given the fact that you know, areas have entrenched themselves, and so you have the difficulty of, of carving out space for, for social housing, public housing, in areas which um, are going to oppose yeah. <laughs> these kinds of uh, interventions. So yeah. I think for the DA itself, it, it's, it's particularly difficult to reconcile the big picture, which, which looks quite good, yeah. uh, but when, when, you, when you break uh, a province like the Western Cape and Cape Town down by, by areas, you could see the, the incredible um, inequalities which continue yeah. to persist. I think that's a, that's a wonderful way to put it into context, the dual narrative here. But hey, listen, let's take that narrative further. When we come back, Islands, Cape Town, it's your turn to talk. We're back after this. Hashtag Tava. My favorite drama is on. Huh? Kava. Yeah. Tembi just discovered that all the money has been stolen. Now, Sipo is a suspect. Gaga, did you just say hashtag Kava? Yeah, as in look, like hashtag Kava. How easy, convenient and fast it is to receive your TV license statement and pay electronically. That's great, Gaga, because you will never miss an episode of your favorite drama. Because you can do it all while sitting on your couch. Hashtag that. <laughs> Pay your TV license the simple way. Go to tvlic.co.za. SABC TV licenses. Hashtag made possible by you. The Red Devil takes on Watford at Old Trafford in a must-win encounter in the Premier League match of the week. It's going to be down to the wire, down to the last few games, definitely. But we've given us a great chance. Javi Gracia and his troops aim to cause an upset against Manchester Giants to secure a spot in the top eight. The same way we carry on after winning, we need to carry on this week and to be focused on the next game. Catch this nail-biting action, Manchester United up against Watford, live on SABC this Saturday at 4.30pm brought to you by SABC Sports for the love of the game. For the first time ever, the Great Indian Shopping Festival at Sun Park Carnival City from the 21st to the 31st of March, 11am to 9pm. Don't miss out on the exclusive shopping experience to find the best Indian merchandise, bridewear, footwear, imitation jewellery. You've asked for it and we've got it. Live entertainment on weekends and public holidays. Entry fees 10 rands. The Great Indian Shopping Festival at Sun Park Carnival City from the 21st to the 31st of March, 11am to 9pm daily. The views and opinions expressed on Newsbreak Talk do not represent those of SABC News or Lotus FM. We're back in Rylands here for our Newsbreak election debate roadshow. It's Cape Town's turn to give their voter voice. We are going to go to an audience member. I want to remind you, everybody here, eager to talk, if you could keep your point as brief and um, powerful as possible. Let's go to our first audience member. Hello there. Hi, good day. My name is Mushfika Bota, and my question is specifically to the DA representative. Um, Ward 112, um, which is Durbanville, has received 350,000 rand for 24-hour security for the Durbanville Town Hall. Ward 112 has also received 250,000 rand for Intercop. Constantia has received 200,000 rand for a women's empowerment project. Constantia Valley has also received 200,000 rand for a youth empowerment project. Going through the allocations of funds for your different wards, not one 
Not one space within the Cape Flats which is bleeding and dying every single day has received that. So I think to make it clear and to make it simple, I need to ask you, you are saying the DA is a party for all. How are we supposed to trust that you are a party for all when your resources and your budget allocations show completely differently? And my question to you is, 350,000 rand for 24-hour security for a town hall in Durbanville. I'd like to know from you, the question is, show me one facility on the Cape Flats that has received 350,000 rand for 24-hour security when our children have to walk to school by dodging bullets, where we can't yeah, go to work yeah. because we have to dodge we bullets. We understand. Show Thank me you, one, please. Thank you very much for the question. Let's go to our next audience member. Our next audience member. Hi, good day. My name is Petrus Marcus. My question is to Mr. Jacobs. I want to ask you, you I heard you saying you're going to, uh, talking the same old promise as before. I just want to know, what have you done for the community of Menenberg and, and for the children that's matriculants that are still sitting at home? We have children sitting at home, can't find jobs, no skills training as ANC has promised before. So what is happening? You're promising again. Yeah, thank you very much for your question. Next audience member. Good afternoon, my name is Yuzra Adams and I'm from Ward 67 where the councillors don't deliver. My question is posed to Bongi from the DA. Um, you, you, you can see the uprise of, of uh, protesting in the Western Cape and, and safety and security is not addressed very well. So I'm asking you, why is the city JP don't put cameras and resources in Manenberg and in Google to yet the law enforcement metro is already in Seapoint. And I also want you to look at the unbalanced waiting list that you're reflecting it. Why are you not delivering houses where you see all this uprise of protesting? And you, you also come from a back dweller. You also come out of a shack, but you think it's nice to sit in the cold where people are suffering for housing and backlog in the Western Cape. We leave it there. Thank you very much. Next audience member, your question, please. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Mikhail Manuel. Uh, my question is for the ANC, Mr. Fahiz Jacobs. Uh, your premier candidate, Ibrahim Rasul, uh, previously was in provincial government uh, a number of years back and at the time had 0% clean audits across the, the, the board in the province. Um, with the issue of mistrust and with the, the, the government needing to nationally build trust in the people again, um, you know, what is the ANC going to do differently, really? I mean, if your candidate is the same person that achieved that, uh, you know, disgrace of a status, then how, how is that possibly going to be different? Thanks for your question. Next audience member, I'm trying to go through it really quickly to give you all a chance to speak. Hi, good day. My name is Sayed Naeem Mubarak mm -hmm. from Ward 46. My question is to the DA. What have you been doing for Hazel Road? Have you ever driven through Hazel Road and smelled that stench? Huh? For many years, the people have been suffering with that stench there, but they did the upgrade pass Hazel Road and not tackle the issue of Hazel Road and then further down at Puxabos, the minister, uh, f um, the representative of the DA is the MEC for housing. What have you ever done for Puxabos? And then further down Puxabos at the back, there's a, a informal settlements uh, called, uh, sorry for the word, Kakhat, but it's a Naji Brian Crescent that people are still suffering till today. What are you doing for mm, these people? Okay, we understand the question. I think we're going to leave it there now because I think the, the 
what's coming through very strongly from that round of questions, um, and if you could paraphrase it, um, and I think let's start then with yourself, Mr. Madikizela, because a lot of it directed there to you. Um, I mean, I heard this yesterday on the grounds on, on Rylands when I was asking people, oh, and understand the context here, and, 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 I'll, and I'll put the news break team into, into the picture here uh, on a personal note. We come from Durban, and we hear great things all the time on the, on the newspaper and on the radio about Cape Town, based on municipality, etc. And we come here, and we're excited, and now we're doing our field work, and we're interviewing people. Hey, you're living in such a cool city. We hear such great things about your living space. And they tell us another story. The stories all that I've heard here today does not correlate with the story you keep telling us. No, we, we need to compare apples with apples here. Um, of course, I mean, Cape Town is the best-run city to compare to any other city in South Africa. Um, you can hear it for yourself. They don't seem I, to be fully agreed. Can I finish? Yes, can go finish? ahead. Because I'm saying we must compare apples with apples. We are comparing Cape Town with the rest of the cities in South Africa. It's not me who's saying that. It's that's I say, and all other independent agencies saying that. Of course, people are unable to compare the city of Cape Town with other towns. They compare the city with their situation where they are. But let me go straight to the questions that were asked. Now, this issue of security for Devonville, it must be understood here that each and every ward receive a ward allocation of 850,000. Okay? It is the responsibility of the ward councillor together with the ward committee and that particular ward to decide on how to use that allocation. Yeah, okay? yeah but a lot of them no, are your councillors. No, if we look I, here, if I, we look here I, within, if we look here within uh, Rylands, a lot of your councillors, uh, these two wards come under the DA. But, but, Surely you have an oversight but, role. No, but can I, can I finish? Can I finish, please? Go ahead, sir. Now, it, it is the responsibility of each and every ward to decide together with that ward councillor on how to prioritize the ward allocation. So you can't then blame Debenville for prioritizing securities with their ward allocation. That's the first thing. Okay. But okay. the second issue, yeah. the second issue when it comes to safety, yes. because that's another question that came here. Yeah. It's one of the issues that we've been fighting for as a DA in the Western Cape. It must be understood. As we've been saying with water infrastructure, as we've been saying with electricity, the issue of police rests with the national government. And that is why we've been fighting so hard as, as, a, as a government of the Western Cape to make sure that there are enough police in our areas in Cape Town and the rest of the Western Cape. Mm -hmm. Okay, so before we, before we take that point further, I just want to go back to your initial point. Mm -hmm. You mentioned there that wards have a particular allocation. It is up to those ward councillors and local governance to come forward, understand how best to allocate those funds, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the Democratic Alliance in this province and across the country constantly says a better life for all. So surely you need to have an oversight for all. And it seems as if you're almost ignoring the fact that those councillors in those areas are not effectively spending their budget. No. No, 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 no. The issue here is that there are different needs for different areas. There are competing needs for different areas. So it depends on that particular area or that particular ward on how I need to come they in decide. Here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They need to decide on how they spend you their allocation. You are going to have to give now, me a chance. Now, in terms of it is a fact, again, that the, the DA government in the Western Cape spent 82% of its budget on the poor. And that is on record. Now, yeah. when people... Now, 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 
yeah. we, have, we, have Go ahead. History, we have history in South Africa. Yeah. Now I'm talking about things that are on record. We have history in South Africa. Now when people start to compare Constantia and Ryland, they are being disingenuous because they give the impression as if the reason why Constantia is like that is because of government. It's not because of government. No. It's because of the historic injustices of South Africa yeah. and the imbalances that we are still grappling with as the country. Yeah. That but is why Kizela, I mean, and you've explained it, you've explained it, but I have to say, I mean, I've got a question how, how you allocate certain funds to certain areas where you'd have security for a, for, for, for a recreational facility, whereas young people in Cape Town, the Cape Town Flats area are fearful for their lives going to school. I don't understand the point. It's actually not making sense, but I want to shift that No, no, forward. no, no, no. You're missing the point. I don't decide for people. It's the people themselves in no, each and but every But if you are ruling in this province, surely you can intervene. It's, it's my choice. point. So, so, so you, are you are actually saying that we, we need to deal with transformation on, on how the they Cape spend Plans. their allocation. That's people, what you're saying. Uh, you you need to intervene if they're not, if if you are not, not spending the finances no, correctly. That's not how democracy works. Well, I think you need to help to oversight role in democracy. Let's shift that point. Jacobs, Mr. Jacobs, let's go through to you on that okay. point. And a point that came through there from your colleague, Mr. Madikizela, was that when it comes down to safety, as the team, uh, well, as the community members here have said, that it seems to be very difficult for the people in the Cape Flats to, to live safely. And they say that Indeed. the allocation of the South African Police Service rests with national government. Why yes. then have you as the ANC in, in the Western Cape not use that clout within the ruling party to ensure that better resources is available for the Western Cape. It's not true. Uh, what is happening here in the Western Cape, the DA has not spent the uh, 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 spent, uh, grants, more than two billion rand has not been spent. It's That's a not crime. True. That's not it's, true. Not, it's a crime for informal That's settlement. Like they perpetuate uh, um, uh, privilege on the Cape Flats. It's true that you have two tales of Cape Town. You have a Cape Town for the affluence and the Cape Town that they don't care for the township. And then they want, what they like to do is to blame others. When we were in government, we created Bambanani, which was a partnership with communities and the police. We created safer communities. Now the DA has allowed the gangsters to take over. In fact, they give tenders to gangsters um, and they allow gangsters to be part of uh, the tender procurement. So they don't care for our people. When we were in government, and let me answer the question that, that was raised to us. When we as the ANC was in government, we built 16,000 houses every year in the RDP. What the DA is now, they, 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 they don't even spend the allocations. When we were around, we built Bambanani, yeah. we created safer communities, we had the partnership, we created a unified Western Cape. Now people are polarized. Yes, Mr. Jacob, you're, you're talking there about why the DA has not allowed crime and security to, be, to, to flourish here in the space of, of Cape Town and the Western Cape. My question to you was, if you have that political power within the ruling party as it is nationally, what we are did, you doing we, anything? Yes, we did. We, our president just launched the anti-gang unit on the Cape Flats and the anti-gang unit has already achieved successes. The DA wanted to bring the army. They have no solution for our people instead of a heavy-handedness. Our problem on the Cape Flats is the socio-economic 
problems. Our people are not having jobs. Young people are not getting opportunities. It's because of the DA. And that's why our people are driven to crime. It's the president, President Ramaphosa, that brought the anti-gang unit in. And we are seeing, we're seeing the, t the tide being turned. And that's what we're doing. We as the agency will be committed to yeah. servicing a safe okay. community. Okay, let's, let's shift that conversation now to good. And... Ma'am, Suzette Little, I'm going to bring you and I'll also we're going to go over to the Al-Jamaa party just now to, to listen to these responses on this point. And there you heard it. I think the two, um, you know, the, the ruling day in the, in the Western Cape and the ruling ANC nationally. And this is what they're saying. Your assessment of the situation, because now you are going to enter this political fray. And I've got a question. If these established parties are battling to do it right now and, and satisfy the needs of this community, what kind of experience does good have? Let me first say, I, I, I've been sitting here very frustrated listening to an explanation of the budget. And that already frustrates me. I am not entering a political arena. I've come out of it to re-enter at another level. Because what I've experienced is exactly the lie that's been told to our people. A budget works the following. The ward allocation is a portion it's 800,000 that was allocated. Patricia was fighting to raise that allocation so that people could get more services. However, the city of Cape Town gets 46 billion rand as a budget. 46 billion rand. We are supposed to take that budget and break it down into different categories, which is social security and all of those other things in maintenance. Now, if you go and look at your constitution structures and all of those legislation, it says a municipality is the only investor into communities. Why are you then not seeing that budget? Now, that is why Auntie Pat was victimized. Because yeah. she was taking that budget and putting it into the community. Yeah. Now, people don't know this. Now, every okay. gang, every, Little, I need to make this point. I know you're making every the point, but gang, I'm talking about a specific issue. What are you going to do about this issue that's on the table now? The issue on the table is the following. You cannot fight crime. You cannot fight crime only with policing. You are looking at a, a Western Cape that is already under-resourced in policing. But at the same time, it is under-resourced in teachers. 20,000 teachers. Have you ever heard anybody put up a fight for that 20,000 teachers? No. But they want to put our children in jail because that's all that we're good enough for. Yet, yet the solution is a policing system alongside social intervention. And that's exactly what I did under the leadership of Patricia DeLille. And we saw the results on the Cape Flats because every gang and drug area is a council rental area. You can name any place in the city there's gang activities and drugs. It's a council rental area. And your metro and law enforcement is established specifically to look after that. Not Seapoint, yeah. not Durbanville. Our Let's law enforcement must be yes, in our community. Let's shift to the Al Jamaa party. I'm going to go over now to the Al Jamaa party. And I want to ask you, Mr. Diakhir, you're hearing this conversation going through there now. And what you said was that at the beginning that you want to really create a solution to tackle the issue of, of gangsterism. Um, and, and I do know specifically in Rylands, the um, Al Jamaa party has a, has a big footprint. You know, you third strongest here in, this, in these two wards specifically. Um, in terms of your interaction then with at council, at the legislature, how robust is that? And is it really yielding the kind of result that is needed to highlight the grassroots problem? No, no. In actual fact, um, whatever they have said, the ANC and the DA, I mean, they 
putting a lot of lies out there at this present moment. And like uh, Mr. Little, Mrs. Little said now that we, we as the Al Zama Party, we've, we've got a stronghold in the Rylands area. Yeah. But that's not the area that is affected with gangsterism and, that, and this stuff is concerned. The, gang, the, the areas that is concerned is the areas like Hanover Park, Menenberg, Delft, all these other areas. That is the areas that have been affected. These people come from these areas and this, they see this on a daily basis. These people don't see this stuff on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah. You know why I'm asking you this there, Mr. Diakon, is because if, you know, the, 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 and what's coming through very strongly from the floor is that allocation of a lot of Cape Town finances go to the affluent areas and not to the impoverished areas that you're talking about. How then do you take that narrative and get it heard? Look, at this present moment, uh, um, we as the Altamar Party got the two councillors that we got in, the, in, in, in council. But that doesn't come to the point where we only got the two councillors. We are there to fight for the people of South Africa, not only for the Cape Town region, but for the whole of South Africa. We are here to fight, not fight the government or fight any other party. We are here to reform whatever has been done wrong, to reform that back to what is supposed to be in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think let's shift this conversation to Dr. Vinod and Naidu are robust as it, we, as it promised to be. And I think, uh, I think um, you know, I, I think two strong points came through there. Um, I, and, and it started with what you told us about the dual narrative of, 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 uh, of the Western Cape. And it's, and, and it's showing here on the floor, um, you know, your thoughts on the way it's been effectively handled. Well, I mean, it very much is a tale of two cities. Mm. Um, and so it, it, it's not surprising at all to, to hear the feedback from the audience. Um, one of the things that, that uh, came up is how closely intertwined local, municipal, and provincial politics is. Um, and, you know, a lot of the problem with service delivery gets caught, falls in, in, in the cracks yeah. between the relationship between municipalities and, and the provincial government. So the, the, the question is, and I think you raised it, um, you know, yes, there might be an allocation of funding at a ward level, but you know, we're going into a national and a provincial election. What is, what is the provincial government going to do and is capable of doing in order to intervene more directly uh, to enable a fairer distribution of resources at, yeah. at the municipal level. Because yeah. what's going to happen? The provinces will pass the buck to local. Local will pass the buck yeah. to provinces. This is where things get yeah. uh, fall within and, the cracks. And then in the middle, these people over here have to constantly come a to these exactly. halls and raise so, it. So the interesting thing is here, a lot of the issues that, that the audience members are raising could legitimately be, be raised at the next local election. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. know the difference. And yeah. so, so the, 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 the question for for this election, for parties who are campaigning to go into provincial governments, is, is what are you going to do to, um, to fast-track yeah. a fairer distribution of resources at, at, at the local level? Absolutely. I want to, before we go to our next set of audience members, I know they're really eager to talk a bit more. Uh, before we come that, uh, to that, I want to get your, uh, your analytical thinking on this particular point, the power struggle here that exists. You know, you've got the ANC who then, um, you know, runs most of South Africa. And from what the DA tells us, for them to effectively, you know, implement a lot of what they want to implement, they do need national buy-in, which kind of gets um, rubber-stopped at a point. And then your thoughts on that power play in terms, because ultimately if, if, if 
the Western Cape ends up getting all its, you know, um, uh, T's crossed and its I's dotted, uh, it then would almost seem as if the DA has done it. So I think it's a, 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 if you can understand the point, it's almost like a juggling of who gets the hero's badge in terms of saving the Western Cape. Well, there, there's, there's always been a friction, and, and I think you'll hear it from the Western Cape provincial government about to what extent the ANC at national level is, is, uh, drags its feet or is unwilling to cooperate. Because yeah. we're, we're working, we're supposed to be working in a model of cooperative government. Yeah. But I think, I think for, for our purposes, that the national provincial tension is, is less important than the fact that we have a DA provincial government and we have a DA council. Yeah. And, and so surely there ought to be better coordination and, and, uh, and, and cooperation between officials uh, in the same party at, at uh, yeah yeah within that block. Okay, yeah. well we're gonna go we're gonna go through uh, and go and get you some more um, um, response from the floor just now. We're back after this. It's Newsbreak Talk with Mitadesh. Miles apart, miles together. A brand new show that reunites you with your loved one. SABC3 is looking for you to be part of this amazing new reality show. You can enter in two ways. Send us a video explaining who you would like to surprise by bringing a loved one from overseas, or you can send us a video about a family or close friends event you would like to go to in South Africa to surprise a loved one. Who knows? Miles apart, miles together could arrange these surprises for you. To enter, send your video via WhatsApp to 060-642-9257. That is 060-642-9257. Miles apart, miles together. Reuniting loved ones. Brought to you by SABC3. EFC hits Cape Town on the 13th of April as champions JP Base and Utando Pico go to war to unify the 135-pound title. This Saturday, we relive one of the best female bouts as USA's Cheyenne Flismus takes on the Polish assassin Karolina Wojciech in the ultimate battle. EFC, every Saturday at 8 p.m. on SABC3. Brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game. Keep up with South African and international red carpet celebrity fashion. A scoop of the latest gossip and the trendiest entertainment scenes to be seen. Join Kanye and Bao every Thursday night for The Scoop at 8.30pm only on SABC3. We're back here on Newsbreak Talk, and it's uh, coming to you live from Rylands. We're here at the Sava Aliyam Temple Hall in Rylands. Come through and, and give your vote to voice. We're going to go to audience members now before we go back to the panel. Let's go. Uh, yeah, welcome to Newsbreak. It's Matthew. My name is Matthew Festa. I'm 17 years old. I'm matriculated last year. My question is for the good. The, the, the law was mayor of the Western Cape, but she still sold the votes to the INC. Now, what does use be make? What might you believe that you want to do it again? Exactly. All right. Thank you very much for the question. Let's go to our next audience member. Here we go. Next audience member. Okay, I'm going to ask you all to calm down. Okay, we are going to get a response to that. We're going to get a response to that. Yes. Okay. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Colleen Titus, and I'm a very, very good supporter 
and I represent the organization here today. And I thank you. So the Democratic Alliance is bragging about clean audits. What was the last financial year and who was responsible for it? Patricia Dallow. Do you have a question? Letting on to Democratic you, Alliance, Bongan Kosi, Madikizela, the question is for him. Right, go ahead with it. Will you agree or acknowledge today that four billion rand was given back for a housing project in the housing allowance that was never allocated, the houses were never built, it was given back. And then 40 million, a 40 million rand contract was given to a gang boss's wife. What do you say about we're, that? We're only allowing one question at a time, but thanks for that question, ma'am. Thank you. Let's go to our next audience member. My name is Taylor Kluta, and I have a question for the parties. Why do you want to know? No, but why is not their business? Go ahead, go ahead. Can I talk now? Please can go I ahead. Talk? I can hear you loud and clear. Can I talk? Yeah, Pete, you can talk. Please go ahead. Um, how are you as a political party planning on improving education when our pass rights? Wait, Okay, ma'am, I need you to speed it up. You're talking about education. I'm going to leave it there. We are going to talk about education. I'll get your question. Let's go to our next audience member. Please go ahead with our next audience member. I got it. Okay, I am Ashwin Johnson. Yeah. And I am from Ward 81 under Danny Christians, a DA councillor that I've last seen in 2016 campaigning and never seen again. My question to Bongi is, under acknowledge under whose leadership did the city of Cape Town get the best rated city? Right? The second question to you. Okay, alright. Thanks for that. Let's go to our next audience member. Okay, so I see you, you want, just want to complete your question very quickly. Um, how are you as a political party planning on improving education when our passing rate of matriculants is so low? In, Pat in Patricia's time, did she offer work? No, she didn't. And as a youth, and as a youth for the GA. Okay, okay, I get your question. Let's go to one more audience member. Yes, your, your question, please. Yeah, go ahead. I can hear you. My, my name is Tulani. Yeah. It's, it's really sad to see what the DA can bring young people, special non-voters. Okay, your question, sir. My question is that we know that the DA, you come here to forefront. Where are the whites within the DA in these gatherings? Thank you very much for the question. I'm going to leave it there with the audience. Thank you so much for all the contributions that you've made now. Ten minutes left on the broadcast. We still need to wrap up the conversation. As you've heard it, live from Rylands, and it seems to be uh, a riling discussion, needless to say. Let's, let's take that forward through to, uh, I think, the, the Democratic Alliance representative. And I think a lot coming through, and I want to start off with that allocation for the housing. And the, and the allegation comes through on the floor that four billion rand for the housing project was not allocated. And if you have a situation where there needs, there needs to be a better sort of housing level for those living in specifically areas like Delft, for example, why, uh, why is that budget not being spent there? Don't even go further asking that question because that's nonsense. There's no such thing. You see, the problem, Sham, is that people come here ill-informed 
and they are told what questions to ask. Now, 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 let me, okay, let me okay. respond. No, 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 Make let me your, respond to this question. Make your points. There, Make isn't, your... there isn't a single cent that was returned to National Treasury for housing. Okay. In, well, fact, that's not true. in fact, when Cyril Ramaphosa made that statement, I rebutted it with facts and he went quiet. Okay. Now, Comrade Bongi here's, here's, is lying to the here's people. The fact. Here's the fact. The only, grant, the only grant that is used for housing in South Africa is Human Settlement Development Grant, and 100% of that grant was spent. In fact, the Western Cape is the best performing province okay. when it comes so to... Okay, so that's your response. No. Okay, let, let, Mr. Let Jacobs, me, I want to ask okay. you. Let, let, I wanna, let, me, well, let, me, let me ask you okay, first. You work on this legislature, you work with these people, right? Do you believe what he's saying? Okay. Bonging uh, Kosi is deliberately lying and creating confusion. There is a grant which is called the Urban Service Grant. It's not for housing. So that that grant no, is for, for housing. housing. No. It created. Let me let me finish. No. Go ahead and speak. Okay. Because that grant is meant to deal with informal settlement upgrade. It's meant to deal with backyards. So he's deliberately lying or confusing people. More than 2.1 2.1 billion since 2011. These guys That's have not been. Incorrect. It's a criminal offence. They must incorrect. be charged for creating poverty on our Cape Flat. They, he must go to jail. Why do you do that? Because he has why failed you, our why people. Do that he, he, he doesn't care about but, our people. But do that. He, he, he instead go have parties with, 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 with criminal okay, people. Okay, Mr. Jacobs, we're going to leave, we're gonna leave those that? kinds of allegations yeah, out. Why don't you do that? We're going to leave those allegations out. criminally charged. Okay, gentlemen, okay, gentlemen, we're not going to be talking there about parties. I think that's not what we're here to be discussing. Senator, on that housing issue, because it seems to be a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a big one. Your thoughts on that? I mean, you've, if, if you are saying you, you know, walked away from that party during that time, what information could you provide about that? <laughs> go the ahead. Housing, go ahead. The city was allocated in 2011. It probably before that, the city was accredited to build their own houses. Up to date, the city has never been that given that accreditation. So we most certainly can only build what we can build with the monies that we do get. The monies that we get are ploughed in as a local government into the projects that we have. It's either B&G, it is either upgrades, it's either uh, um, um, pro um, service plots. So you will see that the properties or the, the, the houses that the city builds, that has been sorted out under the leadership of Patricia DeLille and Brett Heron. Okay. Now, again, you've given me the opportunity. Housing is most certainly a very sensitive issue. A very sensitive issue. And we see that when you ride onto the clay flats, the land, pockets of land that is available for housing is most certainly not utilized to, the, to, to its uh, full effect. And hence the fact that the good party believes that where people lives matter and that we need to take people closer to where they work yeah. so that they don't spend okay. their money Let's on leave transport. it there and go to the Al-Jama, Mr. Isak Diyakhir. I mean, I want to touch on some of them. I'm bunching it all up here because of time constraints. A lot of the issues like the stench in certain wards in Hazelwood and so many other issues like this that happen on that, um, you know, grassroots level. The issue of accountability, because at one point you have the provincial legislature telling you, well, we've made your allocation, go ahead and live. And if the councils are not doing the job, who holds them to account then? Okay. 
on, on, on the issue of accountability, uh, uh, I think um, whoever is not doing the job and whatever, doesn't matter who it is, ANC, DA, whatever party it is, if he's not doing his job, I think he has to be kicked out of the party. Because, I mean, you take, you take this position as, as... But it's kind of clear, parties are not actually intervening not, right they're now. They're not doing it at, at the special moment, they're not doing it at all. Because they, they're covering up for one another. Because one is making a mistake here, the other one is covering up for him. Yeah. If money is stolen from the one, the one is covering up for the other one. So you will never get to the final point where you will get to the, to the right person who actually did and commit the crime at the present moment. Yeah. They talk about housing. You come to Delft area, they've put people in Blakistop for how many years now? Yeah. Eh? They put people in Blakistop. I stay in Delft area. I know exactly what's going on in the Delft area. They put people into, they build into a housing project. Who is getting the houses in the, in the uh, project? Mm. It's not our people that's benefiting from these, from these yeah. um, projects. I want to end on one point because I can't ignore it. And it's a national point now. I think we're moving away. I've only got about four minutes left on the program. How am I going to do this? So I, but I do want to focus some time on this. Uh, an interesting question came through from the floor. And this is a great uh, type of question ahead of, ahead of polls. That if the Democratic Alliance constantly criticized um, for being, uh, for having rather constantly um, putting forward that they're a party for all and even if you look at the fact that the top executive uh, of, of the party uh, mainly made up of white people but where are those people today in Ryland? That was the question that came through. How do you respond? That question doesn't deserve an answer, honestly. But it was asked so no, no, we can no, have no. to put it, it it's forward. It's an irrelevant question. The key issue here is which party is changing the life of South Africans for the better? On record, Democratic Alliance is that particular party. So we're not going to be sidetracked by irrelevant questions because that is not going to put um, food on the table for South Africans. That is why I said so earlier when I started. That is why. 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 These elections are not about our past, but are about our future. Yeah. And by the way, Faiz, yes. since 2000, mm. the leader of the DA in the Western Cape has never been a premier candidate. Just go and check your facts. It's okay, a, so that's that's a gentlemen, at this point now, even though you are leader, it's time to wrap up with the premier candidate. You don't have a premier candidate. Okay, I will have to stop this conversation right there. I will have to stop that conversation right there, and, I, I, and I'm going to... I'm going to talk to you now about um, your, your wrap up, your closing remarks before we wrap up this conversation. And you've got 30 seconds each to make this closing remark. And we are going to begin with you from the ANC, so go ahead. Okay. DA must stop blaming others. They have failed our people. The people know they failed us. And they've got a record of failure. If you want housing, vote ANC. If you want jobs, vote ANC. If you want safer communities, vote ANC. It's the ANC that can deliver for our people. It's the ANC that has a track record. Our people are cut full of the DA. And so vote for that change that you want. Your 30 Thank seconds you. are up. Let's go to you, Mr. Madikizela. Your 30 seconds start now. The country is on the brink of, 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 of collapse under the ANC. If, serious about, if people are serious about South Africa, they must make sure that they vote for DA because we have shown that we've created more jobs. We are fighting corruption. We want to secure our borders. We want to fight for police and safety of our people in the province. And we want to make sure that we improve the living conditions of our people. And we have demonstrated that we are 
Better party than any of the other parties in South Africa. Your 30 seconds are off. Thank you so much. Ms. Lizette Good from the... Okay, let's let's continue with this. Ms. Suzette Little from the Good Party, your 30 seconds start now. Thank you so much. The reason that we see all of these problems happening around the country is because MPs, MPLs, councillors and everybody that's supposed to be serving the community are beholden to the party. In good, the people will represent the very communities and serve the people. The successes you see in this city... Your successes you see in this city that the DA is running around with is the successes of Patricia Delon as the longest serving mayor. Thanks very much. Al Jamal, Mr. Isak Yakur, your 30 seconds start now. On this, on this issue of, of, of delivering services, the INC and the DA has been done, has been doing nothing for the last 25 years, has been doing nothing in our areas. So, if you want to see progress in the areas, vote Al Jamaa, inshallah. Vote for Al Jamaa, then we'll see progress at the end of the day. Okay, so those are our parties and their closing remarks today. Dr. Vinod Naidu, it seems as if it's, if it's a lot of work in progress here for the Western Cape. You've got a robust public wanting services and answers from the, from the uh, politicians that they vote for. When they don't get it, what becomes the solution for them? Well, I think that's precisely the question. Um, so what, uh, what, again, what, what meaningful uh, opportunities are pro uh, parties going to give people in between elections and, and, and in, a, in a less sort of bureaucratized way mm. to, to intervene and to hold officials to account? Yeah. I think what I've heard here is that, again, a lot of things are getting caught in the cracks between what is the council's responsibility, what is the province's responsibility, um, and I think people are, are fed up with, with hearing about who's supposed to do what, they just simply want they a, want a clear, done. concrete response to why is it the case that in my ward this problem still persists. Yeah. And, and I think what the parties need to do, again, this is a provincial and, and, and national election, but at a provincial level, uh, all officials across parties need to, to, to say in concrete terms how they're going to materially improve problems on the ground yeah. regardless of whether it's a provincial problem or a local problem. And keep it seamless. Well, Tim, we will have to leave it there. Thank you very much everybody for joining us today for our election debate here from Rylands in Cape Town. We'll have to leave the conversation there. The broadcast came your way courtesy of the entire Newsbreak team led by executive producer Salma Patel. Ramita Resh, hey, have an awesome day. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.